I'm David, and this is Take Two Radio Soaps in Review. And I have part of my team here today, at least. Thank, thank heavens. Casey and Belinda, take a, take a bow. Hello. Hello, David. Hello, everyone. Hello. Today we are off. We were, we are off to actually Michael Thomas of Soap Opera News was supposed to join us tonight, but he got detained. That sounds that and, doesn't sound good. Yeah, that sounds so bad. <laughs> that doesn't sound good, up, does it? He, he is scheduling conflict. He, he had a scheduling conflict, which I didn't, I didn't take into consideration. But on the other hand, we also don't have our barefoot blonde five with us tonight. Carolyn ha- is out and she has company at her house and she won't be able to join us tonight either. But I think the three of us can get tonight's show done. What do you think? I think Definitely. we should We're ready. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So let's start off with the news, guys. Casey, do you want to do your news? Um, Sure, I guess I'll go first. I have it uh, pulled up right in front of me. Uh, I woke up to this news, actually. Um, And it was some news that kind of shocked me a little bit. Um, I just didn't expect to wake up to anything like this. Um, So for any of our listeners out there and anybody on the panel, If you watched All My Children in the later years before it went off ABC, you might be shocked by this, too. Uh, There was an actor by the name of Shane McDermott who played the role of Scott Chandler before they fired him and rehired Daniel Cosgrove. Um, And he was arrested, actually. Um, um, This is according to TMZ and People magazine. Um, He was arrested after a heavy, heavy night of drinking. Um, He was arrested um, at 2 in the morning. Um, He became involved in a heavy verbal altercation. That's all they're saying at the moment. Um, But, yeah, he was arrested and bailed out. Apparently he was very rude to the police as well. And I was just shocked because I liked him, and he always seemed like a very nice guy. And... Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, who was it last? Was it two weeks ago, a week ago? The the soap actress that got jail time for her DUI. Oh yeah, you're talking about Jensen Buchanan. Yeah. Jensen Buchanan. Yeah, that's um, that was. I can't think of her name. I, yeah, I hope she she's a. Yeah. And she played the yeah. judge in Adam's case on Young and the Restless. Yeah, it was Jensen, yeah. Bu- Jensen Buchanan, Jensen. right? Yep. Yep, she was well, Vicky on Another World, um, some other world roles I can't think of now. I know she was on GH and One Life, and of course, Y&R as Elise. Um, but yeah. yeah, so it just seems like now we're getting all these soap stars arrested for drinking. <laughs> At least they're not Harvey Weinsteining, so, you know. Oh, geez. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I could spend a little too many, a little too much at the bar, but, you know, 
knock on wood, we're not going to have any news on any of them Harvey Weinsteining. I've now made that a verb. Um, <laughs> did you have Casey, or was that your was that your um, item that for your? I have, and um, Tamara Braun's uh, first air date for GH was revealed, but I'm sure you'll take that away, so I kind of saved that one for you if you have it. Well, I I have like a whole pile of stuff, and I'm also, for anybody who wants to play along, I'm, uh, I'm also going to be doing news items from Michael's site from soapopernews.net, because Michael always stays right on top of everything. He is just a great, great news source. So if you don't go to his site, you should because he is always on top of it. Um, let's see, we've got the 52nd anniversary of days. Is that right? Yeah, huh? yep. Number 52. That's 5-2. That is just amazing and I, with the way Ron Carlovati is going, hopefully it's going to stay great. But when I saw the 5-2, because I'm obviously a very new watcher, I was just like, wow. Okay, that's that's amazing. Um, in addition to Tamara Braun coming in her new role, and I think it's like November 22nd. I don't have the date right in front of me. Um, yep, you're correct. But, huh? You're I'm correct, November 22nd. Yay. Kimberly McCullough is also coming back soon as Robin and Bradford Anderson because obviously one or more of the Jasons needs Spinelli around. Spinelli is going to be in overdrive because he loves them both. He'll probably just explode orgasmically to have two of them there. And Robin is back, and I think she has a lot of things to answer for because <laughs> she obviously knew about some of this. But, and Kimberly McCullough had um, had hinted that she was going to come back, um, and it's confirmed. Over on Young and the Restless, Laura Allen is done as Juliet Helton. She kicked the bucket in childbirth today, which she, I thought, was under contract. So, But then, you know, Mal Young just took over as writer, and I think that he didn't like the way that story was going, and, you know. So now she's dead, <laughs> and she's gone. I have a question for you. Okay. Is Dan is Darnell Kirkwood on his way out too? I don't know. I get the feeling. Nothing's been confirmed that I've seen, but I definitely get the feeling that he is. Um, Mal Young talked in a recent interview about he wants more Neil, more Devon. I mean, obviously there's still baggage there with Hillary. Hillary's going to be back with Devon. Mariah's going to be doing lady stuff. So there's not really a lot of room, I don't think. And with killing, killing off Juliet and leaving Kane with the baby, they left it wide open for, you know, the Lily reconciliation. So I definitely got that feeling particularly today but no confirmation yet you know nope. uh dynasty got picked up for a full season that's outside of our core four but i was really excited to see that because um it's it's a good show it's so if you're not watching it even if you never watch the old one you don't you don't have to it's great uh 
over on GH, Chris Van Etten started uh, two days ago. He started on Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, um, as Amy, as Nurse Amy's brother Chet Driscoll. This was a real nice piece of casting, and then it landed right around Veterans Day. And he is yeah. a wounded warrior. He's uh, he's ex I think Marines, and he's a double amputee. And a really good-looking guy. Um, he's a jockey underwear model, and he looks really, really young. He's got a baby face, but he's actually older than he looks. I don't think he's done a lot of acting before, so you could kind of see some nerves, but I, I, hopefully he'll, you know, fall into it more comfortably soon. But as a fellow veteran, I, I loved his casting, and I was glad to see him start. Other news. Uh, GH adjacent news, Kelly Monaco was over on Dancing with the Stars, uh, performing with her BFF, Cheryl Burke, and um, Cheryl's partner, who's now been voted off, Terrell Owens, but that wasn't even the big news. The big news was Billy Miller, front and center in the audience, and that sparked speculation, because everybody's always thinking that they might be dating, but then... Kelly also shared an Instagram photo of Billy in her dressing room. It's like a trailer, and he was there hanging out, and he let her take a picture, and he let her post it. And, you know, everybody's hoping for that IRL, Jay Sam thing, or, you know, Jake Doe, whoever he is now. Uh, Kathy DePiva was back this week on Days and hit the ground running hard. She's doing wonderfully. Let's see. Um... <laughs> I think that's that's what I have right now. If that, something might pop up in my brain while we're talking. I think you covered it all. <laughs> that was just a big blast download. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. That's so, the news? Yeah, I'm that's sorry? the news. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the, the news, news as we know it. Oh, well, that's very good. Thanks, guys, for filling in. <laughs> <laughs> so are we ready to get into our soaps? Yep. Let's, okay. let's dig in. Um, let's dig in, and then later, if we finish in time, we'll give a certain shout-out to a special lady to all of us. Yes, yes, yes. We need to definitely, definitely. shout that last. Yeah, Can we? Yeah. Are you guys okay if we start with Young and the Restless? Because I have a burning question. Okay, let's go for it. All right, my burning question is, does Mal Young own a calendar? Does he know it's November? Does he know that's when we do sweeps in the United States? No, there's uh, a I think he's question worth oh, pondering. Do you think he's not doing a sweeps month? I feel... I, I'm, I mean, I'm being snarky, obviously, but he, they're killing Juliet, you know, today, tomorrow, to, you know, tomorrow in, in U.S., today in Canada, uh, but killing off probably one of the most hated characters on the show that no one cares anything about isn't like, you know, killing Adam, you know, and... The sex ring story is painful, and it's dragging on, and Nina, uh, Dina's going to, she stabs Nikki with, like, a pilfered fork tomorrow. I mean, no, I just feel, compared with, like, what's going on on Days right now and GH and even on Bowls, 
Young and the Restless to me is asleep. Do you guys disagree? <laughs> I'll jump in. And who's everybody best? knows Belinda and I talk wine are like crazy. So here's my <laughs> take. I well, think I'm like Well he rather took the first three days good, I thought. I Yeah. Um I I don't know. Maybe I'm sure there's gonna be ins and outs that, you know, we're all not gonna agree with. Um I'm I, I'm keeping an open mind, um, but yeah, I do follow you. Yeah, what do you think, Casey? Are you with me? I or think this you... is going to be Casey versus the world over the young and the restless. Why and R right now is actually my favorite soap as of late, and um, what, what about I think it? you enjoy I think this is a very classic November sweeps month as well I enjoyed the explosion I liked B&B's explosion better but we'll get into that later um but I just felt I feel the stakes again I feel the danger which has not been there in quite a while and he got rid of Juliet okay and you mentioned she was a hated character which she was so he got rid of somebody none of us liked and then he made right. Jordan a villain, which I think is who Jordan always needed to be. I, he really was doing nothing up until this point. Um, Mal Young has made Hillary the mega bitch that she used to be, which has greatly been missed in my eyes. I've really been enjoying it, and I like the faster pace. Um, Phyllis is Phyllis again, <laughs> because what Phyllis did helping Hillary out and distracting Jordan is classic Phyllis. And the fact that she was going to go to bed with him before Billy banged on her door, I'm like, hello, 1993, all that's, I mean, 1993, 1996, rather. You know, is this Michelle Stafford? I mean, really, Phyllis is Phyllis again. Everybody is their character again. And I just get this vibe that, it is the young and the restless, and I'm loving it. Okay, I mean, I, I, I see, I do see what you're saying, and of course, I respect your opinion. I feel almost like what I'm seeing right now is like uh, a transitional phase where he's like cleaning house, getting ready for something different, something else. So I think. That's obviously my theory, but maybe that's why I'm not getting the sweeps vibe because he's just, I feel like instead of doing high drama, he's tying up loose ends of things he doesn't like, you know, like Juliet, which I'm with him on that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, we can, I think he also gets cut a little bit of, well, and that's what, first of all, let me address it. That's what this podcast is about. You know, we still all love each other and we still all do this and it's great. And um, yeah, that's what we're here for is voicing opinions because that's important. Yep. And so anyway, the next point I was going to make is I think in my eyes, he does get cut a little bit of slack because Mal Young took over right as a sweet month was beginning 
And that's like the hardest time to take over because he has to keep the show consistent and he really can't clean house as much as he would like to right away because he's going into a sweet month and that can be very tricky for a new head writer. Um, but I think he's doing a great job and I love tuning in to The Young and the Restless, which has not happened in a very long time, um, in a couple of months, and I'm excited to see where it goes. And I think by December um, and going into the new year, he will take full circle and we'll see a great Young and Restless. I'm, I'm really hoping so. I've had high, really high hopes about him because I was not a fan of Jill Farron felt so I was yeah, I was really excited when they brought him in, and I do hope that there's, you know, and and that is a fair point to say, I think, that he, this sweeps really is not his sweep in a way because he just had to carry on with what he inherited, you know. I mean, obviously he was influencing the storylines as the EP before then, but, you know, so I think, you know, next year it'll be fully 100% mouse sweep. But I am tuning in. I am interested, you know. Um, and I was impressed that he killed Juliet because I honestly didn't think he was going to do it. <laughs> Even though, like, I think you wanted her dead. Hmm. I kind of thought they were He did say he, well, so he wanted to trim the fringe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad. I, I think she's a good actress and she's, you know, interesting. But um, if Kane wasn't going to get with her, it was kind of pointless. So. Well, but hmm. I do appreciate even from Sally Sussman, Kay Alden carrying on to Mel Young, the story was kind of real, and I saw kind of some of the most real scenes that I've almost ever seen in daytime. Like when Sally and Kay were wrapping up their tenure, we had that amazing scene with Kane and Lily in marriage counseling. And that was so real and the dialogue was real. And honestly, at that point, it wasn't acting. I feel like it was just realism, like a real talk. And then with Mal Young during the um, courtroom divorce hearing um, before, you know, Charlie got blood on his hands from Julia Tuha and um, you know those were like real scenes and it was just nice to have some reality injected in, in a story and this is what I've been talking about these stories right here what's been happening between Kane and Lily those are the types of story this genre was built on those are the type of stories everybody missing is missing and those are the type of stories that put this genre at the top and this these are the stories that funded ABC Sports back in the day I mean these stories really are what makes a soap a soap and I hope we see more of them moving forward good point I I hope that they kept that therapist phone number because I know that I think if my teenager touched, you know, uh, baby mama goo, that he would need some therapy. He would be quite upset about the whole thing. 
being pretty cool about <laughs> you know, it. And but... I know it was supposed <laughs> to be all serious, but I was thinking in my head the whole time, and I was just la- I paused the show because I was laughing so much. I'm like, has he really never paid attention during an anatomy class, or has he never, I don't know, gone outside no, and read a book or... <laughs> but come on, like even jocks in my school knew that if a lady's miscarrying, that one. blood does not come from her nose. I mean, <laughs> it was just like, and I, I could just picture like most teenagers would just be like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Belinda, you know? you're so right. They would not be. Oh my God! I've got to go get my mom and dad. They'd be like, "What the hell did she put on my hands?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even if it, I'm, I mean, I'm a woman and I don't want it on my hand. I would just be like freaked out. So <laughs> that was oh, my, my, my my immature sense of humor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to talk about, if it's okay with the rest of you guys, is which. And you can almost combine them without talking about the show separately because they happened in the same time frame. Which November Sweets explosion did you like the most? Well, can can I say briefly that one of, one of the things that I noticed in Facebook groups and I thought it myself was when the whole fire fire explosion at, at Wynar was like everybody was going, ugh, another fire. Because Wynar just kind of loves to do fire, you know, the top of the tower and all that. So oh, yeah. I don't know. Their annual blaze. Um, <laughs> that, that being said, I liked Bold's explosion, but <laughs> – the human in me is going, I'm sorry, you can't get permits that fast to blow something up. You have to properly evict people. <laughs> but I did you like You know, that explosion. I could live with because when people do that, it reminds me that they have a lot of money. I don't know why, but that's one of those things that say to you, oh, they have a lot of money and they can get that if they want to in a heartbeat. And yeah, yeah. So that but I don't I, liked that explosion. I I really liked Sally's confession that she loved him in an innocent way and all that. And it was, I, it was a, I have to say, that was innocent. It was very sweet, and the kiss was, was very chaste. I mean, they, they, they legit thought that they might die, and it was like a last bit of human contact. And, of course, you know, Steffi's going to go be a skank and bang Bill, which I'm real excited about. Um, Me too. <laughs> I love the explosions for about that explosion for for the story that it was and for the storylines that it opened up. You know, I will say obviously now we know who has the better production values, and that's the bold and the beautiful. <laughs> I will say I liked Bold and Beautiful's explosion better, much better, because of the better production values. And because of the shock value out of it, because they don't do that stuff all the time. They rare, I can't remember the last time they did an explosion. And in fact, I don't think they've done one in the past 10 years at least. And I'm not calling Sally's one a couple months ago an explosion because it was more of a fire. So, I mean, you can't call that an explosion. 
Um, but the young and the restless, I cared more about what happened to the characters, and that's probably because I've been following that one a lot longer, and that's my favorite overall in soap history. So Young and Restless, I gave more feeling about the characters. But Bold and Beautiful, I had three episodes saved up, and I watched them back-to-back. And I just loved it. I was so with the story, and I felt the danger, and I loved the production and camera angles. And so shout-out to Bold and Beautiful, Young and Restless. I guess you can have a shout-out for good writing, maybe. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, I preferred Bold and Beautiful's explosion. Well, I, you know, I was also, I was, you know, I legit expected it to be. Now, they did get me on on Weinar because I thought it was going to be Nick, you know, who left the lit pumpkin in the empty bar, which, of course, makes no sense. But the one thing I really need to know is how did Ditsy Dina get to the underground to burn it down? I mean, obviously, she's got dementia and, Having had someone in my family with it, I actually like that they did the firebug thing because that is like a for real thing with Alzheimer's and dementia is there's a fascination with fire and like the stuff that she's doing where she's feeling things and all that. But but did he, is the Abbott Mansion next door? She, how old is she? 85? How far she did she walk? She said in her 70s. Alba to turn into she's an in arsonist. her 70s. I How think is she? she did yeah. walk there, and I think they wanted us to suspend a little disbelief with that, which I'm fine with. Everybody had a problem with it. But I was like, seriously, this is what you have a problem with. If you want to complain about this show, come back with something that means something. I can suspend disbelief, and I think daytime fans have forgotten how to do that. <laughs> um but, yeah, I'm rich. like, she walked there. You know, it's for, you know, yeah. that's what I was saying in well, group. I was like, go there hey, intending to set fire. Huh? No, of course not. Right? Because she, she didn't, didn't even know it was happening. No, because yeah. she didn't know what was going on. And, you know, that is so real. You know, this, yeah. my yeah, great-grandmother real. had um, Alzheimer's, and we always had to deal with sun, um down syndrome and like it's real and Weinar is telling a fascinating story I'm sorry we all know the end already <laughs> you know the end result um, because it really is a good story and they're hitting all the key points they're taking their time and they're hitting all the key points up to her stealing which that is so real um, it's really a well, well written story I like that Dina set the fire. I like that the promo fooled us. It's a wonderful written story. And kudos to Marla Adams. My goodness, she is knocking it out of the park. She She is is right now my favorite actress on that show. Right, Not of all time on that show, but right now she's the best actress on that show. And she's showing all these people up, let me tell you. Oh, my gosh, she is, and her her mouth right now, the stuff she's saying to Nikki is like, because she just doesn't have any impulse control, you know, so she's, so what I love about it is that's what she really thinks, you know, 
And she's it, saying and she what she has, feels right now. Right, and she, she's lost Definitely. that impulse control of the illness, but she means what she's saying to her. And, you know, I mean, honestly, she's not necessarily wrong about some of the stuff she's saying about me. <laughs> when she went on Gloria, I was like, my God, Gloria just got roasted for all the right reasons <laughs> because I'm I, glad, I, you know, I, I know Dina's not meaning to do it, um, because, but she's really become the voice of the fans and <laughs> what we think about these characters. I swear, Mal Young has joined about six Young and Restless groups, and he's just going through what us fans post, and he's finding a way to write that in scripts. <laughs> well, I, I loved it, and I loved, yeah, I loved watching, uh, watching Glow just about ready to have an aneurysm and just, <laughs> Nikki and just everything. But I think that stabbing is at the point where they're going to go, hmm, maybe mom needs to go to the doctor. And do you know what? I was wondering, because Sally Sussman leaked that it was going to be an Alzheimer's story, and then I was wondering if Mal had turned away from it because we just weren't seeing it. But what I think now that is happening, and, you know, I, I love my theories, but is when Graham – let them take her without any fuss, and he wished them luck, that was at the point she went off her medication. That's what I think. Because Graham was making sure she got her meds and everything, um, and that's why they wouldn't really let her private physician, like, talk to the family or anything. This is, you know, this is all my theory. Mm. But I I do think that Graham knew this was all going to happen because, she wasn't going to have her medication, which is really awful and horrible. But he's got a grudge against her, you know? Yeah, he does. Um, you know, well, I think me. I do. Hold on. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Graham reminds me of almost like Adam Carrington from Dynasty. Like, he wants to love people so badly, but they piss him off. Like, on Dynasty, Adam wanted to love Kirby, and Kirby didn't let him, so he raped her. And that's kind of what I see in Graham. Like, he wants to love these people, but they turn him away, so he's going to F up their lives. And I'm loving it. Max Shippey is such a good actor, and I hope we see more out of him. I do, too. I love him, and I, I really hope he turns out to be somebody's son, Victor's or John's. I don't even care. Just somebody that will keep him around. Somebody um, to connect him to the campus, yeah. So they ha- and I love yeah. that he's in I, I actually tweeted him the other day, and he uh, he retweeted me, but I love he that he's He tweeted you in- back. He tweeted you back. Yeah, I love that he em- he's embracing, and I told him this, Graham Cracker. What everybody keeps calling his character, and he's been he's been hashtagging and calling himself Graham Cracker, so he's totally owning the diss. And I just think it's so cute because I really like him, and I know some people don't. They think he's awful, but I love him. He's having he's having so much fun with this job, which to me comes across. And I think it comes across to the fans, not only when we see him on television, but on Twitter. He really pimps this show out. He really loves this show. 
And that is what I love about him the most. You know, if you take acting out of it, it's just that he loves the show and he loves being on the show and he loves and adores Marla Adams. And it's just so sweet. And I really hope Wyandar even signs him to a contract because really there's so much for this character to do. And why not keep somebody that loves the show they're on? I agree, and he, he does, because he loves posting backstage things. and always, He always shows, usually it's like when there's a particularly edgy episode where Graham's been, like, super shitty to her, that he, like, posts a photo showing them smiling. Like, yeah. He, <laughs> for people know, he's really not into elder abuse, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, am, I am surprised, I mean, that they found that right away, that that now that Dina is better, that he doesn't ha- he can't control. He doesn't he loses control because she has her mind now. Now it is elderly abuse. Yeah, well, I don't think she's better on again. Not after this week, so. But yeah, there's there's good stuff going on. I'm I'm definitely interested to see what Mal has planned. I'm still a fan, you know. I want to see him bring – I do think, like, Casey, like you mentioned about the things that are more real. I, I don't really watch U.K. soaps. I don't actually know where I could watch them because I probably would because I love U.K. TV. But one of the things I had read about U.K. soaps and what I've seen just when you look around on the Internet is their stuff is more gritty and more real. Like, they don't have – everybody's not rich and polished and perfect on their soaps like they are on ours, you know, that they do grittier stuff. And I, the I find UK that... The U.K. soaps are like how soaps were for the U.S. back in their heyday. And yeah. I mean their real heyday. Their heyday came in the 70s, and that's the truth. The 70s is when they had their highest ratings. The 80s were when networks made it soap every five seconds, but the 70s were their real heyday. And that's kind of what UK soap stick to is the U.S. heyday. And I love watching UK soaps. I have watched Coronation Street now for seven years, and I love watching that show every single day that I can. And so if it's kind of adapted over at Windar that we get more real stories again, then I'm fine with that. I know a lot of people are scared that he might add some British storytelling flavor to Windar, but I'm like, why are you scared when British stories on our UK soaps are what were happening on our US soaps just 30 years ago when they were at their most successful? Like, I don't have a problem with that. I think it'd be great. I'm a huge fan of U- of UK TV and European TV in general, but that's just one thing I never have watched. So I'm excited. Um, I, am, I really and another I really thing wanna... I'm excited about that's what? a long time coming is hmm. giving Neil more. Oh, than definitely. He has ever been capable of. That yeah, he took I just control of that. One, that he, he and Devon got together and did Hamilton Winters. I applaud that because it was a long time coming. 
secondly, with the Victoria. Recent, recent one, the recent acquisition where he he got a PR firm. Yeah. What's that? And yeah, Devon I like that. Oh, yeah, that communications thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Devon and Chelsea are egging him on saying that he can be that man. If you're bored, take it take over. over. Mm-hmm. I almost I always want to see him get like an eighties, you know, movie montage makeover. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. <laughs> but you know, I'm I think Mal Young has gone back and watched some old Young and Restless to where he knows that at one point the African-American characters almost ruled this show. I mean, the 90s were ruled by Drusilla and Malcolm and Neil, and that's some of my favorite stuff ever when they were ruling this show. And Victoria Rowe's uh, wisecracks as Drusilla and the whole scandal of Lily's paternity. And, I mean, I think Mal Young knows that we want to see Neil and Devon and Lily and Hillary at the forefront because Y&R in the past couple of years has done away with diversity, which is not a good thing because the show's success was built on diversity and sex and glamour and... So I think we're getting back to that, and I really hope I'm right about that. I'm praying. Well, so I have been watching Days, and I have completely fallen in love with it, and I'm I'm really excited. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, and I said, you know, because I'm not in any Days groups on on a Facebook. So I'm only in like I, I am for the other shows, but I just haven't joined any. I'm gonna have to because I I said to my girlfriend, I said, you know what? I said I actually think that Zombie Will back from the dead is that they've lied and told him that he's EJ, and she says, duh, that's what everybody thinks. <laughs> 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 And I'm saying it like, wow, I had this great thought because I'm clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you popped on our day's train. <laughs> well, it's a great I'm enjoying show. it. I'm enjoying it. Eric Martzoff makes it worth watching because he's beautiful. When I got to meet him, I just about fainted. <laughs> and angry, Bob, because let me Person. tell you, their muscles do not only show on TV, they show in real life. <laughs> and woo. I know, I Casey, we, you were there. Good-looking <laughs> specimens. He is beautiful. I, I met Donnell Turner a few weeks ago, and he's breathtaking, just totally changing shows there for a second while we're talking about beautiful men. Breathtaking, <laughs> like flawless. Like, I forgot I had a husband for a second, Flawless. <laughs> for a second. Oh, Belinda. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so over to, to Zombie Will, because I know 
Paul saw him and was going to keep the secret, and then he's going to, you know, do the right thing, which is nice. Um, I like Paul keeping the secret, and, you know, that's real. Like, Paul, you know, take – it's nice to have a real element in the Back from the Dead story, which is Paul not wanting to reveal this for all the right reasons, because – I can see why he's feeling if it wasn't for this whole Will thing, then Sonny and I would be on our honeymoon by now. And so I'm actually in support of Paul because I can understand where he's coming from. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think honestly most people would keep quiet. (laughs) If if you're being honest off, you'd be like, eh, I could tell him later, you know. And, you know, he's not a bad guy for doing that. He's really not because Paul has just as much of a right to love Sonny as Will does, and I get it. Will and Sonny are the super couple. I fell in love with them just as much as anybody else did. So, I mean, I really don't mind that Paul's keeping this secret. Well, and he went on that search with them, I think with the very best of intentions, but with no idea they would find anything. Like, you know, cause he, went, he was out there with a shovel. He was, like, ready to dig it up and get it over with. And yeah. I love, you know, the parents show up and get, get it, it gets awkward, but then Sammy's going to have him dug up. I think by the end of the week. So. Which I, oh my gosh. What's going to come first? Is Paul going to admit to Sonny the truth before he gets dug up? Oh, I don't know. Well, the other thing I like this week, because of course, you know, I'm obviously like brand, brand new today, is I had never seen Susan. And oh, so yeah, for, you haven't. <laughs> and so for me, Eileen Davidson is the glamorous one from, days, from you know, Young and the Restless and in real life from Real Housewives. And to see her in that getup and those teeth and everything is hysterical. And she's great. Like, you, I just, within a minute, I forgot that it was her. Like, I mean, Susan is just an amazing character, and, you know, every time Eileen Davidson brings back any one of her day's characters, it's just such a treat, and I love, love, love Susan Banks, and just a funny character. I thought it was going to be campy, and it, it wasn't. Like, I totally was right in there with it, and just... I love her. She's a nut, and, you know, I love her, her plot when she's like, yeah, I was going to resurrect him so I could kill him again. It's like, oh, that's nice, you know. Well, and that's so, Susan. I mean, this is the same woman who dressed up as her um, Kristen to marry the love of Kristen's life, John, because Susan was in love with him, too, and I will never forget the 1997 Susan John Elvis wedding where Susan was Kristen 
pretending to be Kristen and she had thrown this Elvis wedding at the Demare mansion and she had John dress up like Elvis and oh my god and when what was even better is when they discovered it was Susan John shook her and was like tell me the truth where's Kristen and Susan's false teeth (laughs) flew out of her mouth and flew into somebody's (laughs) champagne glass and oh just such a day's memory. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, yeah, I I loved it, and I I completely within just thirty seconds I forgot that it was her, and I was just like, oh, Susan, okay, and yeah. So, love it, love it, love it. Hope she's sticking. I know she won't be sticking around too long, probably, but I do. I am enjoying it. Well, this is why. Ron was the perfect fit for this show because Days has always been the crazy soap since its heyday. And what's even crazier is Ron Calabardi. And I get that Jamesy Riley vibe from him where you're going to give people entertainment galore plus, you know, an emotional story. Like this Will story is entertainment. And then the emotional side to it is a mother searching for her son and a man searching for the love of his life. I mean, it's a great story. The whole show is great. I absolutely adore Days of Our Lives once again. Well, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm I'm hooked. So, the, okay. We got, so, we got huh? Belinda on Days. Chalk one. You definitely am. I'm, I'm hooked. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, I want to flip over to GH for a minute. And this two Jasons thing, I came into it full of doubt and trepidation and pre-hating the whole thing. It's like annoyed because I like Billy Miller and annoyed because I hate Resurrections and just just all kinds of bitchy about it. And I am really enjoying it. Um, I think Chris Van I, I have to credit the new writer, Chris Van Etten, not to be confused with the other Chris Van Etten now on the show. Um <laughs> and I think they're they're doing it very fast paced, which has been really surprising. Like they're just like bam, bam, bam and the Jason see each other and this and that and you know, under a different regime, under the jelly regime he would have not, nobody would have seen him for eight months. You know, he would have been living in Ava's closet and blah, blah, blah. So I, I hope that the ratings reflect reflect it. And I, you know, I think, well, I think some people got turned off and like literally turned off the show, but hopefully they're hearing the good buzz, you know, and we'll come back. But I think they're doing so a great my job. Qu- my question to you is, when, how much did Gene and Shelley do, and when did Chris take over? And um, was Gene, it? Gene's stuff carried through uh, September, like mid-September, because she actually tweeted about it about her last the last episode she was writing because my, my knee jerk was like, ugh, can't they just like kick her out the door and make her stop writing? Um, but, so this stuff is, 
mostly Van Etten. Because her stuff, let me see, he came back September 16th. So, I mean, she may have laid out some of the suggested stories, but her stuff was ending right as Steve debuted. My thing is that Chris Van Etten is the, um, like, Kay Alden of General Hospital right now. Because just like Kay Alden, Chris is keeping everything balanced. And I think, you know, when Shelley or any of the other writers have this crazy story idea who, which they know no fan is going to like, Chris is like, okay, let's keep that same story idea, but let's find a way that it will become likable and let's find a way that it will become a good story. And I think Chris is really balancing the show. I think he was a great addition um, to the head writing um, team, and I think he's doing a lovely job. And General Hospital is definitely becoming more watchable now, and I'm liking it. I'm heavily invested in Grava. I'm heavily invested in Jessica Duck's character. It's a great show, again. There are still some things to fix, but out of five stars, I'm giving it a three and a half to a four. I I agree with you. I think this, this is one we, we can definitely see eye to eye on where, yeah, obviously <laughs> there's always problems, but um, I'm, you know, even today, did you watch today yet? Yes, I did. No. Oh, okay, GH, yeah. Well, well, so, I, you know, a lot of people really hate now. I don't hate now, but I feel like they keep they can't make up their mind what to do with her, and so they just keep like throwing all this crap around, and they keep changing her character. You know, because before she wouldn't have wouldn't spy, and then now she's taking pictures and she's trying to blackmail and all this. But today, I loved that. You know, she got called out by Nina and. Valentine, that the blackmail got rejected and that she got fired because I wrote earlier today and I really do, you know, I think this is going to happen. I think that Jessica Tuck is about to get, Cassandra, is about to get her hands on Nell because Nell's going to be so desperate for money that I think she's going to fall in with her and I'm, I'm real excited about it because I, I want them to embrace making her a villain. Or just kill her off. (laughs) Or just kill her off. (laughs) Right. Well, but see, that's the thing. Putting her in with with drug dealing Cassandra totally sets the stage for her to get murdered, which is fine, you know. Or she can have an overdose or, you know, when – and the other thing I really like about this, and I also wrote this week, is – when Will DeVry did an interview with Michael, and he mentioned to Michael that when he comes back, that Sonny and uh, Julian were going to be in an alliance. Now, this is what's interesting. I told you guys that he really ticked me off at an event I was at. Um, he told me, he, he said that I wrote something in an article that he never said, and he basically, I think he got in trouble 
for what he told Michael about the un- upcoming storyline. And <laughs> but this, this mm. is what's funny. He, he said he actually used some bad words with me. He was not a gentleman, and <laughs> he said that he never said that. And anyway, Michael sent me the interview. Will DeVry did the interview on, like, direct message on Twitter. He wrote it out himself. So, anyway. You know, I just, real quick, I just want to defend you there. Because I know you report honest stuff. Like, when you report news, you fact check your news. And you even come on this podcast with receipts. So how dare Will DeBry do well, that Will, to you? Because I know for a fact you come with the truth. Well, and see, that was the whole, I mean, there, you know, I do publish posts where I speculate about future, future plots. But right. I, yeah. when I do, when I do, I say, will this happen? This might happen. You know, it looks like this is going on. And I never say, you know, Bob's going to die unless I know for sure Bob's going to die. But he, yeah. you know, he, like, verbally attacked me. He dropped F-bombs on me. He was a total tool bag. Anyway, but so what's funny is because I went back because Michael is a great resource. And I asked Michael, I told him about it, and I was like, you know, and Michael sent me the interview. And I was like, okay, I think. My guess is that he probably got in trouble with the show and then tried to say that he didn't say it. <laughs> Maybe he was drinking when he was when he was filling out the question. I don't know. But anyway, but even so at the time, I was like, what in the heck would make Sonny and Julian ever team up? And now I know because they're going to have this common enemy because – Jessica Tuck is going to, you know, she's bringing all these nasty drugs to town, and they're going to have to, because, you know, they're good gangsters. They don't deal in drugs. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. never. <laughs> no, they don't deal in drugs. They don't deal in hookers. I don't know what kind of crime they're in. I think they're maybe pirating movies. I'm not sure. It's the most benign criminal <laughs> operation. That they're the people see. who put up illegal links to our soap operas. There, we caught the culprit. They're, they run Daily Motion together. That's That must be what it is. I don't, I don't even know because it's so funny because they're like, oh, no, we don't do drugs. And Sonny's out of the hooker business, you know, after Karen died and all that. But at any rate, but mm-hmm. with all this, I definitely see how Julian and Sonny are going to team up when he gets out of jail. And I said, I also said recently that I really think that the person having Julian beaten in jail is her because I think she needs him to be weakened, weakened, weakened so she can take over the Jerome, you know, organization and use their assets and territory and stuff. That's I am sense. loving I'm loving Jessica Tuck as this badass, and I'm loving her back in daytime, first of all. And I think Cassandra... Like, I'm glad they're giving her something to do. She's not your average day player like that stupid Dr. Klein person who that guy can't act. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad they actually hired a daytime vet that they're writing a character for. And, see, I don't know her from daytime. I know her from True Blood, 
where she was Nance Flanagan, the voice of the vampire authority, and she was she always showed up in pearls and I love her in true blood. Yeah, she pretended to be the good vampire, but she was a total badass and everything. But she was the vampire that was supposed to make everyone feel comfortable because she dressed in sweater sets and all that. And when I saw that they were they had cast her, I was, like, really, really excited. So well, I'm surprised you don't know she her. She goes back as far eight. as um, One Life to Live. I think that's when they first brought her out. She was... Yeah, One Life. She was Vicky's daughter, Megan. Yep. And, and, get this, she's also Chad's mother on dates. Oh, really? Yes, she is. Yeah. Yep, Madeline. I, you know, One Life to Live is what she's most known for because I think every One Life to Live fan uh, cried if they've ever seen Megan's death or if they even, like, watched it on TV because Megan's death was one of those, like, pivotal moments in One Life history, and Jessica Tuck just acted her ass off. And I'm so glad she is and back Belinda, on daytime. would identify with that character very well because, Casey, correct me if I'm wrong, but what didn't Megan have lupus? Yes, she did, and that's what she uh, died from. That was she died. Well, I have lupus, and uh, thankfully hasn't killed me yet. But it has people in my family. That's a great story. They don't. That's a, a good illness. They don't use it well, very much. Well, they stretched the story out. They re- this was back. At, this was 1992. So this was back in the day where character-driven stories. We're still being told. And if you talk to any One Life to Live fan who watched during that time period, they will tell you how much that character's death hurt because it felt so real and how well that story was written. It was truly a gem because from 91 to 94 was like the best era of One Life to Live. It was Linda Gottlieb as executive producer, Michael Malone as head writer, and they just did this beautiful story. And, oh, God, it sends literally shivers down my spine. Like I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. I, I may have to go, like, find that on YouTube and, and, and watch watch some of that. I love that they, that they did a real... Disease. I mean, usually on soaps, it's you know, it's cancer or it's something you know, something bizarre that most people don't have or you know. And speaking of cancer, Cassie DePaiva is doing a great job. Um, I know I read an interview where she said she was worried about not being able to come back until she could do dialogue and stuff. I don't know how much you guys know about what chemo does to you. I didn't know until my mother had cancer. But there's this phenomenon called chemo where it just fries your brain because it's poison. And my mom lost huge chunks of memory, and her capacity never came back to what it was. I mean, she was 70 when she had it. So she wasn't nearly as, you know, young as Cassie DePiva is. But I'm just so impressed 
with, that she acknowledged the fact that she was concerned about her ability to be able to do the dialogue. And I love seeing her doing it and that she's such a beautiful survivor and that she's back to work and everything. And well, not like she still looks hot. Like <laughs> on days of our lives today, she was wearing that tight black dress. And I'm like, Kathy oh. DePiva has still got it. Like she is yeah. still a head turner. And, and her acting is just as good as it was from when she was on One Life to Live. I mean, she is really doing a good job. And honestly, we in this podcast, and I think I can speak for all of us on this, we are not just saying this stuff because we're enormously grateful she uh, fought the battle and won. We're saying this because it's true. She's kicking ass. She really is. And because, you know, I was looking at her today and, you know, the shorter hair and everything, obviously, because it's growing back in from the chemo and all. But I didn't, that wasn't like foremost in my mind. Like, it, I just thought, gosh, she looks great, and she's doing great. And then almost like an afterthought, like when an ad break came on, I was like, gosh, you know, she has really won this. You know, so it wasn't like first and foremost in my mind about, you know, her her battle and all, because she's flawless right now, absolutely flawless. Without a doubt. And I wonder if there is talks – and, of course, this has been speculation for a long time since we heard she was returning. I wonder if there's talks to, at all, sometime in the future, add cancer into Eve's storyline. Um, because they did that with um, Colleen Zink um, on As the World Turns. When Colleen Zink got diagnosed with yeah. oral cancer, um, she went to the writers and she was like, can you work this into Barbara's storyline? And they did, and they wrote it beautifully. And um, it was just great awareness. Um, and Colleen Zink was at cancer events, and she was there, and she was really in the front lines trying uh, to find a cure, and she still is. Um, and so I wonder if they're going to do that with Cassie DePiva. I think it would be great, and I think Cassie DePiva um, would be an amazing person to really bring her real life to the forefront and while still maintaining entertainment and education. I would love if they if they did that, would love it. So but she's killing it. Um I love that they brought her back, you know, because obviously I'm new, but I still know about Damos and I know, you know, the murder mystery and I'd love today with Victor telling Brady that he was P U I was it planning under the influence? Cause oh, yeah. <laughs> that was classic. Cause, you know, and I, it That's was. classic. He's like, oh, you use the same evidence to nail Nicole and her. And, it's just, and he was like, oh, duh. So it's, uh, it's, it's, there's good stuff happening on there. So And here we are. We, we wound up back on days. So. <laughs> You know what I noticed, uh, flipping back over, let's segue really fast, back to General Hospital. Um, A lot of people are commenting that I've seen that Billy Miller's character is being a real jerk. And taken by itself, yes, I think his character is being a jerk, but I don't think people are necessarily thinking through 
how they would feel if that happened to them. I think they're writing him very realistically, like, you yeah. know. I think fans are forgetting that there is another man in this equation here. There is another phenomenal actor in this equation here. I am not, and, you know, I'm saying this for the 100th time to really drill it in. I do not mind the storyline that's going on. But what I mind is all the behind-the-scenes stuff that is going on. I mean, why is Billy Miller not getting the praise he so richly deserves for making this character work for what has it been three years now? I mean, it's great to have Steve Burton back in his home, and I get why fans are so thankful for having him back. But don't act stupid, and don't forget about Billy Miller. Because Billy Miller has acted his ass off in these past three years to make yeah. it look like no time has passed for the Jason character at all. So kudos to Billy Miller. And fans, stop hating on him when there is nothing to hate on. Well, I don't, yeah, I, I maybe this is naive of me, but I just don't see the need for there to be an either-or dynamic. You know, it's like appreciating Billy Miller and appreciating his version of the character does not mean that you're betraying anyone. There's nothing to betray. You know, these are all actors and they're different versions. And I do really think exactly they both think that they are Jason. And thanks to the evil Dr. Andre, they both have memories, you know. And did you see, oh, and I should have seen, I knew more news would float up in my brain. Nathan Varney wrote something today. He put out a little message. Did he, I don't know if either of y'all saw it. Um, no, I haven't. No, oh, I haven't. Uh, yeah, let me look. It, he specifically mentioned uh, this whole thing, and he said he basically was telling people to, oh, I saw it on Facebook. Uh, of course, I should have screenshotted it because, See, this is what happens. I don't have chemo brain, but I just have regular over 40 brain. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you won't have to deal with this for another two decades, but it's waiting on you, trust me. Um, he said, he said, I'm, I'm checking his Facebook page. The upshot he said was that there, there's a story there for Billy Miller, and there's a reason for both him and Burton to to be on the, to be on there, and basically to, trying to get fans to just stop shitting on the storyline. Those that are still, I'm going to stop watching, blah blah blah. You know, Billy's my Jason, or Burton's my, you know, that kind of dynamic, where people are basically threatening to abandon the show and all that. Oh, I have to find this. But anyway. So I'm not threatening to abandon the show because here's the thing. I'm with this show until its very last day on the air. Um, one, out of loyalty. Two, the stories aren't that bad right now. Um, and three, you know, with all the soaps being in the state they're in these days, I'm just here for it. And... But here's the thing. 
Nathan Varney cannot go out there and tell fans to stop shitting on the show and shitting on the storyline because then you take away a podcast like ours and you take away the Daytime Confidential podcast and pretty soon there's no opinion and uh, you just can't do that. Because yeah. us fans deserve an opinion. Yeah, I mean, true. It's our opinions point. are the reason General Hospital is still on. Well, but he he does things like that. And, you know, because remember when he spoke out and was talking out of turn about Rebecca, about Becky Harps when she was in her, oh. her uh, negotiations? He, I think he was told to pretty much keep quiet on social media because other than sharing posts, he pretty much shut up, so I, I tend to think he may have gotten a little bit of a slap. But he did, oh, and I can't find it. I'll I'll find it and I'll tweet it. But, um, yeah, he basically was saying that there's there's story for Billy Miller. But it, it, in a way, the comment to me confirmed what I think most people suspect is that, you know, he was Jason Morgan and his 10 years younger twin brother, Drew. <laughs> well, then here's the thing. There's not really going to stop the speculation right now. Enough <laughs> of suspecting which one is Steve is Jason. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you two main reasons why. One, they would not bring one of the biggest actors in this show back. They would not pay him the boatload of money I know they're paying him, and I know the exact amount per episode. I'm not going to reveal it because I've been told not to, um, but I'll private message you guys. <laughs> um, but <laughs> they would not lure him back to play the supporting role, and that's what Andrew is, the supporting role. Jason is the lead twin, and that's who Steve Burton's going to turn out to be. And another thing, you know, that was number one. Here's number two. If you tuned in for Laura Wright um, and Steve Burton's live chat on the GH Facebook page two days ago or yesterday, um, they did not deny that Steve is not Jason. <laughs> Laura Wright read about 20 comments saying, oh, how did you like the Carly and Jason scene? And at first, Laura was right. Uh, Laura said, I really like them. Oh, wait, you mean the patient six, six in Carly scenes because she he thinks he's Jason. And then she did it again. And then for about the other eight comments, she was like, so Jason and Carly, I'm like, seriously, I mean, the cat's out of the bag. Steve is Jason. Billy is Andrew. Get over it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, to me, that I never, I never doubted that, and it's not because I'm some diehard Steve Burton fan. Because frankly, <laughs> you know, like I said last time, I think he went and got some acting lessons, and I'm thrilled. But I have never thought he was De Niro. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, Steve he, Burton he is had... a great soap star. That's what Steve, yeah. Steve oh, Burton is a gosh. great soap star. Yeah, and when he first started, I still remember that baby face of his when he first started on General Hospital and just how beautiful he was and all that back before, you know, Ned had wrinkles and everybody was like a million years old. But <laughs> so beautiful. And so, and and he is, he's like fine wine, definitely. 
So he's definitely worthwhile eye candy, and I, I am glad he's acting better. But I never doubted for a minute. I, I would have been totally open to them bringing him back like they did um, like they did the thing with Claudia Zakara and Sarah Joy Brown. But they, they're not doing it, so it's fine. If, if they're not going to do that, he's Jason, duh. You know, and, but I'm enjoying what my comment is saying is I'm enjoying Billy Miller being pissed off. I'd be pissed off. I mean, you know. Oh, and I would, the, too. He has every right to speak out. And and Carly and Sonny, they both, they're like, oh, well, Jason's back. Fuck you. And I yeah. love that he, like, up today to Sam. He's like, yeah, they haven't talked to me because they're douchebags, you know? So, Honestly, and he's I cannot, like, I think what I like the most about this story is Sam's doubt. I think Sam's doubt is being played out so naturally. I think Kelly Monaco is doing a fabulous job. She's really making me believe that Sam is having this struggle of being pulled one way or the other. And I think, like I just said, Kelly Monaco's the best part of this story, and I love Sam's doubtfulness. I think it really adds a layer uh, to this story. Well, and I like what she told him. It's like she's she's not going to lie and say, I don't think he's Jason, but she's saying, I love you, because she does. You know, because she and and the other guy were not at a good place when he died you know I mean they were talking about stuff but he still thought that Danny was Franco's and he was just you know it was a rough patch they were actually going to get divorced this and that so this love she has with you know Drew is very genuine and I think at least for now that she's going to stick with him I mean who knows what they're going to do eventually you know, when all this comes out, I still think, you know, Liz is going to be like, hey, I heard there's a spare Jason, you know. <laughs> I think and I ha- that Steve Burton, Jason, should end up with Elizabeth. And I think that Sam should end up with Drew. Because I think Steve Burton has always been better, um, has always had better chemistry uh, with Becky Hurts. Yeah, I just think they have more of a spark there. I get why Jason and Sam were put together. I get it. It made perfect sense. It came really organically. But I think Elizabeth and Jason have better chemistry than Jay Sam ever did. And I know I'm going to get raked through the coals (laughs) because general hospital fans, when it comes to couples, Oh, it's a fight that everybody loses in the end somehow. But I yes. think Liaison always had the better stuff than J-Sam. Well, yeah, I I love them. And and I love her with Franco because I really like Franco. I didn't like James Franco, but I like Roger Howarth as Franco. But what I'm really actually looking forward to as a secondary relationship is the fact that one of these Jasons, uh, you know, probably Billy Miller, grew up around Franco, and that is going to chap their ass in a big way. (laughs) That he he is more of a brother to them than the one that looks like him, you know? 
And I think they're going to play that because Franco's very tormented because he loved Drew, even though they were only together, you know, a few years. And so I see him having an obsession again, but a loving obsession, not a violent obsession. Something that's going to help more than hurt. Well, I think it's going to really creep out and make Steve Burton uncomfortable, I mean, uh, uh, Billy Miller uncomfortable. But then I do think that they're, you know, because I haven't heard anything about Anthony Montgomery leaving. Have you, Casey? Have no. you heard anything? Um, yeah. I, I haven't I, heard anything. Um, I think that Anthony Montgomery will come back because now we're in this era of daytime since the internet has become really full-fledged that a character leaves but if it's not in soap opera digest that he's done for good then we're not going to believe it so i don't think anthony montgomery is done quite yet see and i think he can come back and i think he can restore memories And I think with the restored memories that then Billy Miller is going to have back his memories of Franco. And I think very uncomfortably he might find out that he cares about him. And that's actually the part that I'm excited about, probably most of all, because I really want him, them to, to just redeem him. I mean, he played mind games with them, but he didn't rape her. He didn't have Michael raped, and they still keep bringing that up. But, you know, so he tricked them. Here's my I mean, problem. We okay. only did that storyline, the tricking, the brain tumor, whatever, for um, them to keep Roger Howard on and for Franco and Liz to be together. But my problem right. is, I think in my mind, isn't tricking them just as bad? Isn't making somebody think they've been violated just as bad? Isn't oh, and let's not yes, forget he still yeah. kidnapped Aiden. He still kidnapped yeah. Liz's child, and so Liz better be watching them boys. Going now, Franco, don't make any sudden movements. I mean, I would uh, still be yes. watching my children like a hawk. Tricking them and all that definitely. I mean, for Sam, as far as it goes for Sam. She is still a rape victim psychologically because she thought she was raped and you don't undo that kind of thought. So I don't think there's any that that part of it can ever be redeemed. But at the same time, I see Roger playing it that he knows it can't be. Like he knows that there's no way to undo a lot of the stuff he did when he had that tumor. But I also think the very fact that he has the tumor is compelling to me because you have to forgive. You know, Jason's a murderer. You know, both the Jasons are actually stone-cold killers. Sonny has killed tons of people. I mean, so, yeah, poor Charles is full of glass houses. I like the way Carly has done it. I think Carly has forgiven Franco in some light, However, she's not going to stop Jason from throwing a punch, you know? So I like how Carly has done it. I love how Carly is being written when it comes to, quote, 
forgiving Franco. Um, and I think that's how it should be for the whole town. Like, they'll let him work in the town. They'll let him eat wherever he wants. They'll let him do whatever he wants. But they're still going to be on high alert if they think he looks suspicious. Franco reminds me of when the rules at a movie theater play on the screen before the movie plays, and it says, watch out for any suspicious characters. I think that's how it should be written. And I think that's why I love how Carly's being written around Franco. Well, do you know what's funny to me about that, though, was how she was trying to to defend her relationship with Franco to to Burton and trying to say that she only got with him because Jason had just died and she thought he was his brother. And it's like, no, Carly for a minute there was crazy about him, knew she shouldn't be, and was really oh, yeah. crazy about him. And then, you know, of course, because I was really pissed off with her for cheating on Franco with Sonny because, you know, Sonny's no no prize in a lot of ways and is just (laughs) as bad as Franco, you know? So, but I love that she... I thought it wouldn't have been for the whole Michael rape thing, then Carly and Franco would have been the next almost super couple of that show because I love them together and Laura Wright and Roger Howard have this undeniable chemistry and I they love do. them together and well, I, am I, I am I wrong in Carly. wasn't wasn't the whole story that he actually was trying to protect Michael in jail that's what yeah, I thought that they on. called it, <laughs> it I mean and I know did. But I, then I remember I were... something different where we took three months for Michael to even lay in bed with the woman again. And I remember eating dinner and watching General Hospital and having to stop so I could cry when Michael was admitting to Sonny what happened. So Yeah, that was great. He was it. just trying to protect Michael now, but he yeah. was raised. Absolutely, absolutely. And but they can't, you know, have that if they're going to have that character on the show because, you know, oh, they no, don't want Oh, no, not to... at all. And, but, you know, they um, tried to do the same thing with Todd at One Life to Live when Roger was Todd. Which, it's Roger Howard's, like, when writers look at him, do they just think rapist because <laughs> first it was One Life to Live, now it's Young and Restless, and I kind of remember there being a time where Paul almost raped somebody on As the World Turns when Roger played Paul. So, I mean, do writers just look at him and think, this is the guy we're telling a rape story with? Because it happens to him all the time. And poor Roger, you know, he probably gets the script and he's like, oh, great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. rape. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. He just I, takes I in room. Huh? He just takes the script and rolls with it. Yeah, yeah, he's a professional. I love him so much. Um, yeah, so I, I don't, honestly, I don't care who he's with as long as he sticks around because he's amazing. But I, like I said, I really am looking forward to the uncomfortable and what I think is inevitable dynamic of, 
you know, Billy Miller having to realize that he was, you know, Franco's snuggle bunny when they were little. So. <laughs> God. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I liked what you said, Belinda, about uh, Roger Howard's you hope he sticks around. I hope so, too, because I no longer have a problem with him. I did at one point just because of how Liz and Franco were being written in the beginning, and I'm still not a full Liz Riz, whatever in the hell their nickname is, yeah, um, fan. But no one likes um, Hope he sticks around. I do. I do, and I, you know, and the one thing I do like about them is people are so judgy about her, and I feel like at the end of the day, when all this, you know, stuff comes out, that she should just march up and go, "See, ha! I could have married Jake Doe," you know. <laughs> Yeah, because, honestly, and, <laughs> you know, like, I want to the thing is, back, you know, is that I hope but... Elizabeth gets some payback here because she should be saying, well, now what you going to do, bitch, because he is not Jason Morgan. And I and really hope Elizabeth wrong. And she, ends up she getting helped, some payback. Yeah, and she fell in love with him before she, before Nicholas ever said that's Jason. Um, she was already in love with him, you know. I mean, we can call up, you know, the, the never-seen uh, Rick Lansing and confirm that because he was pissed about it. Um, <laughs> but she loved him for who he was, and then it was almost like Sam fell in love with him when she found out his name, you know. Yeah. So, but But at the same time, I do love, you know, the dynamic between – Billy Miller and um, Kelly Monaco and all that. But at any rate, it, it's very interesting. And I do love the fact that Franco is lying because he thinks Sam's going to think that she hit the Jason lottery and run off. And, you know, it's fun and it's right. real. And I think it's what, what most people would do, you know, because he does love her. And he's also, I like the shame over thinking that he shoved, you know, baby Drew down the stairs. And I, I think his mom... His crazy. I don't think he did it. I don't think he did either. I think she's just a crazy, horrible liar, you know. And I think, but you know, I think he might have done. It. You know, Roger Howard really took me in those scenes, and he showed me that Franco feels guilty over this, but he also doubts if he does it, and that's where Roger Howard plays this wonderful psychological character. He really knows how to do that. I love that Frankel thinks he pushed Drew because it's getting some damn good scenes out of Roger Howard. Mhm. And mm-hmm. I, you know, it was interesting when he was being when when Burton was beating on him, and it's like he doesn't want to drop the charges, but in a way, he also wasn't really fighting back. You know, oh, like not at all. like he he could have, but he knew. And I don't think it was it was a, a matter of physical fear because he's generally not scared of anything, even if he gets his ass handed to him, you know, because he's a little nutty. But I think he was like, you know, I deserve this, and he was taking his licks, and I liked that. I respected it, you know. Well, so, I think this whole tale of two Jason thing will be a great moment to give Franco a real character-driven redemption because he wants to do the same thing. And, 
you know, what we've seen the past couple of weeks is Franco is actually trying to protect everybody else. And he's trying to protect uh, Liz and Sam and Carly and Sonny. He's protecting all of his enemies and his girlfriend, of course. And I think that is so such a well-written and creative idea to go that route where Franco protects everybody. I I think he's even trying to protect the Jasons, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because he knows nothing good is going to come out of this for anybody as far as he can see, you know, that everybody's going to get hurt and... Yeah, and I, and I and I but think then, he also knows that he's going to be found out and it's going to look bad, but he's taken the risk. Yeah, Franco is like Franco is just getting hated and hated upon because he won't give answers to anybody, but at the same time that's part of protecting all these people because Franco is the only one who really wants to figure out the mystery. You know, Carly just wants to rush to a DNA test. And Sonny is on board with Carly, of course. But Franco really wants to get the real answers first because you just can't have a DNA test. That's what got them into trouble with Drew. And so Franco's like, no, we're not making that same mistake again. We're going to find out what's really going on here. Right. And, you know, I like to put the actual science in my articles. I love, I'm like, I get online and I look when I, when I write about this kind of stuff. Not that soaps always stick with the science, but I always like to include the science because I'm a nerd. Um, and on a basic DNA test, those boys should turn up with the same DNA on just your basic, you know, hundred dollar or whatever crap that you know mediocre cop Jordan Ashford runs um, they should <laughs> as a match for each other because that's what identical twins do on basic DNA you got to do a more complicated DNA yeah test you have and- to run it oh, you have to and- run it more thorough not just that's yeah knows it's gonna get all these people in trouble so when we get that DNA test ran, and I highly doubt they're going to do that thorough thing because, you know, they want to stretch out the plot a little longer. Franco's going to be like, I told you so. See, I knew right. this was going to get you in trouble. Yeah, because that way they can go, but how can they both be Jason? And, you know, then they're going to have to bring in, you know, one of the doctors to explain something. Or actually, no, they can just bring in Kiki because, you know, she's in her first course in med school and she knows everything because she was telling Ava about the the mystery Russian protocol. That's what it's going to be. Somebody's going to say, well, both of you are Jason, and then it's going to say, I'm the next general hospital. That's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. I can already to... see it. Yeah, and they can bring in Finn, and he can be like, duh, you know. So. Yeah. Um, okay, I, we I, are I, on the 830 mark. Okay. And are we, let me are we see. Do, the question? do we have one left? We no, got, we've done all the forth. No, we, We've we done did them all. all we? But we could do uh we could do Casey's questions. We could. Or we, we could. Are Casey, you? Would you like? <laughs> what were you gonna say, David? Oh well, I was thinking if you could bring the Lady of Honor on, 
see if you can get her to call in. Oh, that's oh, right. No, no problem. Let's see if we can get our lady of honor to call in. I think it'd be great to have her. I agree. We need to uh, all tap our heels and wish for her to appear. Yeah. Who's doing the shout-out? Is literally doing a shout-out? Can you do it? Um, yeah, I can do it. Let's go ahead um, and do our shout-out. Belinda, if you want to take it away. Okay, well, Pam. We need yeah, to uh, – I know, let, let's know if she's listening because um, I know Pam had – had a, an emergency root canal, which, you know, I love to do. Everybody loves to do that. So, uh, but she's supposed to be listening. And, Pam, if you are, we need you to call in for just a minute. We promise we won't we won't cause you any pain. But we need to no, give we, you a shout-out. We want to give you a shout-out. Let's see if she calls in. And um, if she doesn't, that's fine. Let's go ahead and... We'll reveal for all our listeners uh, something very special and close to all of our hearts concerning our Pam. David, okay. do you want to? Oh. You've got the dates and everything. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you do the reveal? What? What reveal? About the anniversary. Isn't that what we're doing right now? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it just because um, you know the exact. Everybody, I'm sorry. I'm I'm thinking about Jason and Drew right now, and then I'm sorry. Yes. Um. Everybody <laughs> listening. Tomorrow, November 10th, and I believe it is November 10th, 11th. Um, marks Take Two Radio's fifth anniversary. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> I cannot. I can hardly believe that we started this. Well, Pam and Don started this five years ago, and uh, and I can. Well, you know, I just okay, want to say thank you right. so much to Pam because without Pam, and of course uh, Don, um, mainly without Pam, we would not be here discussing these no. soaps with you guys. This team would not be in place to discuss these four daytime dramas, and all these great, wonderful recap shows would not be here either. And I know all of us on here at Soaps and Review have so much fun uh, doing this podcast uh, when we can, and I know everybody else has fun in the Take Two Radio family. Um, So thank you so much to Pam uh, for starting Take Two Radio, and starting Soaps and Review, and it's just amazing, and I'm happy uh, for everybody where this milestone is concerned, and here's to five more years and many, many more. Uh, definitely, and um, I'm, I was just messaging with Pam. She uh, she is in bed in pain, <laughs> bless her heart, so... Um, not only not only for for starting everything and keeping it going, but because I, I'm newer with her for the her evolution and the 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 new and creative show ideas that they're always coming up with and adding. Because uh, I was on the Big Brother show 
and can't wait to do it again, you know, when Big Brother starts again and when Celebrity Big Brother starts. And her willingness to, to try new things and to let everybody express themselves and to reach out to the fans is just, it's incredible. And it's a gift. And, and I'm so pleased well, and, to be one you know, of the members. She's doing it at a time where opinions really matter, no matter what uh, format they're in, no matter if you're talking about a television show or politics. I mean, Pam is really on the cutting edge with all of her shows, and I'm just happy to be a part of one uh, where she lets us talk about this crazy world of soaps and all that happens in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love it. I'm Like I said, I'm one of the newer members of the family, and I'm proud to say that I was the person that got her her first ever, um, was it a parental warning? I can't remember exactly what it was her first. Yeah. Yeah. Did I call yeah. her first? And we went to Spreaker. When, when we put you guys on Spreaker for Big Brother, um, <laughs> we... We were marked explicit. Uh, that was, uh, yeah. And, oh, my well, God. Because uh, it was funny because I said, I, I, I started to say a bad word, and then I said, oh, can I even say that? And Pam said, oh, you can say anything you want. And so I said the F word about ten times in rapid succession. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was the point that it became gratuitous. So, well, I'm surprised some of our podcasts don't get marked that because, oh, <laughs> You know, I will say this. I think we all hold back sometimes on what to say because I know we all are thinking the same thing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think we all have that internal little bit of censorship, but she gave me permission to cut loose, and I did. I behave better now, but it was just kind of funny because then she came back next time and said, that's my first ever rating like that, right, Belinda? And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are having so much fun with us. Yeah, well, and David, thank you for everything you do, and I'm just, I'm thrilled that we're all here and expressing our opinions and the voice of the fans. Well, I I go back a little further. Um, I knew Pam before Take Two Radio. I knew she was involved in another show. Doing the same thing. So, and through one thing or another, um, she and Dawn just got together and just said, well, you know, you can do this and you can do this better. So, give or take, they put Take Two Radio together and it has been, and I do remember it because and if you go back, you can listen to our old clips because they're on thing. Our first guest, and I can't believe this, this was a riot. I wasn't here for it. Their first guest was Robin Strasser. I love it. <laughs> From One Life to Live. And I don't know how they got, I can't remember the facts and how they, how her and Don got her. But it was just amazing. Um, uh, it was um, a fluke that she says, okay, I'll do it. And I think it was just over Twitter. 
What a great way to uh, open a show, huh? <laughs> With Robin Strasser. <laughs> so for our first guest, yeah. So um, I knew her then. I wasn't part of the actual interviewing team like I am now. Um, I started in January when Dawn left, so I took over for Dawn because Dawn had other. And you did a great job. Oh well, thank you very much. I mean, uh, yeah, he is. Um, I want to tell I want to tell everyone what she has done for me. I am basically telephone shy, and I hate talking over the phone. And what she has done, she has helped me, and she still is. She still continues to help me talk on the phone. I'm talking to strangers who I don't even know, and they're big celebrities. Well. On their way up. I mean, you can't. I want some big ones, and I'll probably freeze up if I get any. But um, she has taught me to uh, just be myself. Just remember, it's just another job. And they will appreciate you for that. Definitely. And that just speaks to how great of a lady she is and how great little empire that she built is. And like I said, I wish her many, many more years of success and I wish us many, many, many more years of Big Brother, Soaps and Review, Christmas Movie Review, all of it. Very much. That will be wonderful. I'm. It's nice to be here and I... I absolutely applaud what she's done and, and I think what, what she will do in the future. And I hope she feels, uh, Pam, I hope you feel better. I know that you're feeling bad and you'd be on here with us right now. I messaged her and told her to start, that if she was feeling bad, to tomorrow at least tune in at the 830 mark to hear her shout out. And if uh, now we'll tweet it to her. Definitely. We'll tweet it to her in the morning. Yes, yes, so... Kudos to you, Pam. Congratulations on five amazing years, and we look forward to many more years. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yes, and what have have any of you been able to listen to the Christmas movie Spotlight? I did, and I love it. It's one of my favorites already. You know, I'm going to tune in, and then I know that, see, every time I talk talk to y'all, I start, I have to expand the capabilities of what I'm watching, because y'all got me on days, and I have never watched any of these Christmas movies, but I've been watching the tweets, and I know I'm going to listen to this, and then I'm going to become a Christmas movie junkie also, so uh, I, uh, I, I thank all of you for uh, filling every moment of my spare time with new programming. <laughs> We're happy it, to do it. It's nice, isn't it? Um, it is wonderful. So I just finished Stranger Things. Sundays at so 7 o'clock. Well, actually, actually, I think it's pre-taped. So, and then they just put it up. She'll just put it up on Sunday. We'll post it on Sunday. Well, everybody needs everyone. to tune in. Everybody needs to tune in. Christmas decorations are at every store, and they were there before Halloween even started. So we're getting in the spirit. We just put our tree up, and let me tell you, if you want to get in the Christmas spirit, tune into this podcast. I really do love it, and it's a lot of fun, and 
it just really warms your heart and gets you into the Christmas spirit. So tune in. Tune in. All right. It's really fun. I hope she has a lot more. Pam, I just want to say how much I love you and how much I appreciate all you've done for me in these past, well, almost five years for me, but I'm glad you started this. Very nicely said. All right. I think that concludes our show for tonight, right? Yes. And uh, I want to make a special, I want to make I want to make a request for next time, Casey. I'd really like to get to this if we can at some time before the holidays. I still want us to do our favorite love scenes conversation. Um, I think yes. so because I've got it saved on a Google Doc. <laughs> I've got okay, mine and, too. Uh, I know who to ask for that first, right? <laughs> so if we have time, I'd say let's do it next show if we've got the time. I think that would be yeah. okay. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can cycle through the news at top speed and uh and and we can do it. I'm really excited about it. I I like I like doing that. That's a lot of fun. Um yeah, so be sure and I know we're about to tune in. To, to tune out, catch me uh, on Twitter at Belinda GT, Belinda with a Y, B E L Y N D A G T, and uh, some of my my wild theories and my news and and all that good stuff. And Casey, where can we find you? Um, at Casey C A S E Y Hutch H U T C H nine nine. And if you want the same news and tweets galore about soaps then come over and follow me and we'll have a great time discussing soaps. Yay. <laughs> David? And I'm Take Two Radio Crew, also Site Advocate on Twitter and you can catch me me uh, here the second, usually the second and fourth Thursday of the month Although this month we will be the fifth Thursday, we will be on after Thanksgiving on November 30th is our next one. Then everybody enjoy your holiday. Everybody enjoy. Thank you both so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Get connected with Take-Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take-Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit Take-Two Radio.com.